been doing some investigative work. Oh god. Um, been, been doing a bit of detective work here. And it wasn't me. <laughs> it was not. It was Marvel Entertainment. Ooh. Marvel's a sham. The MCU is a lie. I I have proof. I uh I, fake news. <laughs> it isn't. Oh, there's the dog. Uh, I have proof that Kevin Feige and Marvel have completely ripped off and stolen all the ideas for the MCU right from the get-go. It's been a lie. And they've stolen them from Mr. Brendan Fraser. Ooh. Just tell me if this sounds like a coincidence to you. Okay, okay. So you've got you've got this patriotic hero who just he wants to stand up for his country and, and uh, fight for what's right, fight for justice. Yep. And that man uh, eventually is transported from his time era to current day, where he doesn't really know what's going on. Going on, Captain America, right? Yep. No, sir. That's Dudley Do Right and Blast from the Past. For the Fraser movies, uh, you've got a guy who lives in a, a an African uh, world where he is uh, king. King. He he leads his people. He wants to to keep his people free and safe. George of the Jungle. George the Jungle, not Black Panther. Uh, you've got a handsome, charming uh, gentleman who has a romance with a co-worker and ends up in a foreign land fighting ancient powers. That's not Doctor Strange. That's the mummy. Yeah. We've been here, man. And, and lastly, lastly, Marvel thinks they're so good with their uh, universe crossing, t- uh, taking every franchise in existence, putting all these well-known characters together in this big block bu- blockbuster, like action-packed thing uh, that, that breaks the universe... Breaks, breaks movie records. That's not Infinity War. That's Looney Tunes back in action. They've been stealing this shit from the get-go. My question for you is, where does Airheads work into this? Airheads? Because uh, that is the best Brendan Fraser movie of all time. I guess we'll have to wait for Phase 4. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jedi Dropouts, everybody. We're back. Uh, I'm sitting here. I'm actually sitting here in person with uh, our very own Brandon Fraser, yep. who, um, he may not be a Mountie, but he'll Dudley do you right, uh, James Moss. <laughs> I'm not actually here, this is my astral projection. Ah, uh, uh, yes, of course. Um, yeah, we're sitting in my living room recording our podcast that is, not unlike my bowel habits, not very regular. <laughs> oh, okay, but... <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, we're back for the first time since June. Yep. It's been... Almost uh, two months. Almost two months, yeah. Um, things have changed. Things are different. I'm a married man. I have a dog. I've, he has a dog. Who you may hear periodically yep. throughout the podcast. The dog and the wife are in the room. Yep. <laughs> Enjoying each other's company. So you might hear... Uh, some scuffling around. You might hear a tail wagging. You might also hear James's, James's dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad she doesn't listen to this show. 
and he yeah. wants more attention. Of course. Uh, so what we're doing today, uh, we're just going to have sort of a summer recap. Um, usually we start these episodes off with a bit of news, but there's no geek news that uh, measures up to the fact that I got married and you got a dog. Um, so I feel like we can talk about that. You promised that you would review our wedding and give it a, a good pizza score. Um, review your wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, setting was gorgeous. The outside setting. Um, the one issue I had was where it was a half hour outside of Port of Basque. I dressed for Port of Basque weather, mm, and yeah. I did not expect the gorgeous weather that we had in the beautiful Cadre Valley. And I ended up with a super bad fucking sunburn on my bald ass head. <laughs> You're not the only one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I also got sunburn. Lucky I had a, a little bit of hair. Yeah. To help out there, but uh, my forehead didn't do well. Um. Yeah. So the setting outside was gorgeous. Um. It it was short, sweet, to the point. That's the way we planned it, yeah. Uh, the trailers didn't reveal too much of no. the plot, no. <laughs> the trailers reveal so much these days. You yeah, know. I know. Um, the way that the fire hall was decorated, if you had blindfolded me and just brought me in there and, like, unveiled it, I would not have thought it was the fire hall. It was so well decorated. Um... And that twist ending, huh? Oh my god. Never would have expected that character to get killed off. No. <laughs> and when they unmask the villain? What? Hey man, we we wanted to plan a good party and yep. <laughs> we we knew how to bring people in. Um there weren't too many wedding tropes and cliches, which okay. I appreciated. Yeah, yeah. The attempt to keep religion out of it as much as possible. We tried. <laughs> So, we won't get into that, but we, we tried. <laughs> um, and, like, the music was what you'd expect from a bay wedding. Yeah. Um, I want to tell a quick story. So, the the dance, I guess, had started. Music yep. was playing. I mean, requests were open. I was in the back kitchen chatting with some friends. Um, and all I hear... <laughs> is the hi the dj say this song this next song is for emily at which point at which point i looked at everyone around me and said it's gonna be africa by toto and they're like <laughs> what do you mean like the song that's about to play is africa by toto and then africa by toto started playing and i walked out and i immediately locked eyes with you and said you you did this <laughs> And then we sang along to Africa, of course, but, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, I, even before it became a bit of a trend and a bit of a meme, like, I've played that song at least once a day for the past, like, four months. Oakley, <laughs> come here. And so I have driven Emily insane with that song. Yeah. And I believe that. <laughs> like a week before your wedding, um, I asked her on a scale of one to ten how sick she was of that song, 
and she looked at me. She said, "How many miles is it from here to Africa?" <laughs> like she is so sick of that song. So just for badness, yeah. I requested that song and that the DJ shout it out to her. So overall, uh, on the the good pizza scale, what are you scoring this thing? Uh, on the good pizza scale, I, I would... mean, we've never scored a wedding before. No. <laughs> Um, um, it was a good wedding. Um, I mean, we didn't have any of the stuff I was hoping for from watching movies like Wedding Crashers or The Wedding Singer. Ah, yeah, of course. Yeah, we didn't have like a wedding. Adam Adam Sandler and Vince Vaughn set your hopes too high. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't give it a perfect score. Mm. Uh... What is it? Eight slices of full pie? Eight slices of pie. Okay. So I'm going to give your wedding six and a crust. Six and a crust. Six and a crust. No, I'll keep that in mind for when you get married. Yep. <laughs> oh, dude, like, but, I, but I'm like, already planning my wedding. I've been planning my wedding yeah. for a while now. I've got my bachelor party planned out. Like, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Like... I've been planning my wedding since I was a little girl. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, of course. Like, there's going to be like, we are trying our best to figure out how we are going to get a a taco truck at the wedding. Yeah. B, at least one pinball machine over in the corner. Of course, <laughs> nothing but the best. Because most of the wedding tropes and things like there were a few things at your wedding that happened that didn't seem like they were up your alley that you didn't seem the most yeah comfortable well, with no. like the whole like you know let's get the groom out on the floor and all the ladies like oh yeah yeah sing that and was dance. not my idea and if i knew that was what was going to happen i would never walk back into the building because i was outside when they called me out yeah um your sister knew that was coming yeah. And she actually approached me and Shan and was like, he's not going to enjoy this. Go help him. Yeah. And you guys did. You <laughs> Cut to uh, me in the middle of a dance floor while they played, what was the song? Sex- Sexy and I Know It Sexy and I by know LMFAO. It. Um, surrounded by pretty much a bunch of ants, um, both mine and Charlotte's ants. And you... Uh, with your shirt wide open, <laughs> um, basically twerking um, and and leaning over to me and saying, "I'll take some of the heat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you saved my skin there. Yeah, I I don't want those kinds of things to happen at my wedding. I don't want any of those situations. Yeah. And. <laughs> Like, how you felt about that kind of thing happening is very much how I would feel about it. Like, I was a bit more okay, like, doing that at your wedding because so few of those people know me. And I'm not going to really see many of those people ever again. But at my own wedding, it's going to be all my family and, well, as of right now, we're going to assume Emily's family. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, like, people that... You know, are going to continue to be in my life, hopefully. And I'm just like, no, I would be incredibly uncomfortable doing that. So I 
like I would not want to be doing that. So what kind of things would I want to be doing at my wedding? Like Emily can have all the drinks she wants. She can get plastered till she throws up all over that white dress and <laughs> dance until her feet bleed with her friends and everything like that. And I am a okay with that. And I was like, talk to her. I was like, we got to find out something for that's going to make this wedding enjoyable for me and my friends who aren't going to like that kind of music, who aren't going to want to be dancing all night mm-hmm. so that people aren't just like, well, Jesus, the groom keeps going outside and disappearing with that long-haired guy. Because, <laughs> like, I was telling Paul about it, and I was just like, man, like, I told her we're going to have to find some way for me to enjoy the wedding so I'm not, yeah. like, darting outside with you every five yeah. minutes. And so... We settled on the idea of trying to find a pinball machine that we can rig up so that you won't need to pump quarters into it. Just like we pay a flat fee to rent it for the night and you could play it as many times as you want. And aside from that, we were thinking about setting up a like gaming station in the corner with like four or five TVs, four or five PlayStations, and um either like virtual console some like classic arcade games like donkey kong some shit like that yep. that like will appeal to any age range any skill level and maybe like have one tv that has like a fighting game or like smash or something on there and have like mario kart set up yeah, yeah. and like that way people can just like sub in and out take turns like figure out some system like you know like winner stays like loser switches off if there's a bunch of people want to play mario kart or a few just like last place hands off their controller to a newcomer yeah so like figure something out but that's the kind of stuff i like when i was at your wedding i was like constantly leaning over to emily being like i like this let's do something like that for our wedding like the (laughs) thing you guys did like with the shoes the shoe game was fun the shoe game yeah. was a lot of fun and i i'm definitely stealing that i yeah. told emily that when we were at your wedding and there were things i was like i don't want to do that like the whole like that dance thing oh uh, yeah yeah i was like i don't want to do that yeah but when we were driving down from the valley at the end of your like uh ceremony it was so short and so sweet and it was outdoors in a gorgeous location and religion was kept out of it and stuff like that but like it was still like just a beautiful ceremony and the whole like acoustic guitar and stuff like that like I was saying to her like you know this is a lot of the type of elements that I want yeah like not in a church justice to the peace like we could work in a few funny quotes maybe make fun of each other a little bit yeah Yep. And, yeah. But I, I'm i probably going to steal the shoe game. Yeah, do like, it. Like, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, just want to say, um, even though it was there was a lot of dancing and that kind of thing, it's not up my alley, I had a fucking blast that night. Oh, you seemed uh, like you did. See, my favorite thing, and it should be obvious by the amount of podcasting that I do, as I just love conversations. I love just talking and yeah. just shooting shit with people. So while the dance was going on in the hall, I was in that parking lot the entire night with and like a, an interchanging cast of people who came by 
and I just I talked for like four or five hours straight with people. Like it was yeah. fucking awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better time. Uh, I couldn't have asked for a better wedding overall. I wouldn't change a damn thing. Even that ridiculous dancing nonsense that they pull on me. <laughs> I spent most of the night at that point in the kitchen with your sister and Megan Bateman and Shannon and um yeah <laughs> the well, for anyone who knows anyone who was there uh, what happened in that kitchen that night I think probably has to stay in that kitchen um <laughs> it was utter nonsense. I've seen videos that came out of it. Uh, it was it was the place to be at my wedding. Oh yeah, we we had that kitchen hopping. Yeah. I I have some videos of people playing with the hose from the sink. Oh yeah, there was some there was some stuff. It was a good uh, time. So in, in other news, the other side of the news is um um, like only a couple days after we got married, you and Emily got a dog. Yes, which we you've did. Definitely been hearing <laughs> in this episode already. Yeah, we can't really uh, bar him out of the room because he will freak out too much. Yeah. Because I mean, he's still kind of new to the house, and he has a bit of separation anxiety. <laughs> But he's oh he hears me talking about him and he's yeah. coming with his favorite toy and he wants to play being all That's handsome good. with his Superman tie on. Yeah, yeah. My sister got That's him good. a little matching set of uh, tie and a bow tie that just uh, go on his collar. Yeah, and both have Superman patterns on them. Of course, he's he's on brand. Yep, <laughs> fits right in. He's also a dropout. Yep. And he's currently trying to play tug of war with me as I'm talking about him. But see, here's the thing: uh, we've got like a lot of our our technical issues worked out. Yeah. But we need some kind of d- technical difficulties to make it a, a Jedi Dropouts episode. Oh my God! Yes. So I mean, yeah, the Oakley will will pick up <laughs> the slack in that area. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I like. I also love um, that you can call him Professor Oak. Yep. I think that's fucking perfect. Yeah. Like, Emily asked if, like, I wanted to change his name when we were getting him. And I was like, no, he, he's been Oakley for two years. And, like, within the first 15 minutes I like of him being in the car with us, I called him Professor Oak. And yeah. she was just like, yeah, that's why you want to keep it. <laughs> and speaking of Professor Oak... Um, I picked my buddy up from the airport last night, and he works at EB Games. Okay. So the entire drive back from the airport, all we did was talk about upcoming games and systems and stuff like that. And one game we didn't talk about, but we talked about me buying a Switch. Um, I, like, more uh, trailers for the new Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee have been coming out and god damn am I excited for this game yeah like it's just a remake of red blue and yellow yeah the original Kanto games but it looks so good and the fact that you can ride certain Pokemon and everything like that like it looks fantastic yeah and being able to transfer Pokemon in from uh, Pokemon Go Hmm. now I've pretty much got the Kanto decks completed on Pokemon Go the only ones I don't have are Mewtwo and four 
Pokemon that were like region locked. Mr. Mime, Farfetch, Tauros, Kingscon. Okay. Yep. But I don't want to transfer any of my Pokemon in from Pokemon Go to that game. Like I don't know if you gotta like make it to a certain point in the game before you can do that, but I don't wanna do that. <laughs> Oakley's playing with Charlotte. Yeah. Having a good time. Um but I don't want to do that on my first like playthrough of the game. Yeah. Because I feel like it'll make it too easy. Like if I send in like if I transfer in my beefed up Gyarados, which is like I've got its combat power maxed out, like how yeah. fast would I fly through the game? Yeah. I wanna play through it with Eevee running around in my head. I wanna like play through it like it's a brand new Pokemon game. Yep. And run through it and try and catch them all. Yep. Like, I'm going to play that game the way that game was intended. Like, And then when I get the second version, uh, Let's Go Pikachu, then maybe I'll transfer something because the story will be basically the same. Yep. And that's what I usually do because Pokemon games come out in twos. So when I uh, played Ultra Moon, I played through as it was intended and then I bred a couple Pokemon and after I caught the generic route one Pokemon like you know the one that are ones that are in every game I traded them to Ultra Moon for the Pokemon that I bred so I was like okay I'll give myself a Larvitar so I'll end up with a Tyranitar on my team I gave myself like I basically picked three Pokemon that I really like yeah, and I bred them to have like the natures, EVs, and IVs that I wanted and the abilities and I traded them over so I had like them from level 1 and I could raise them up how I want like so it would make the game a bit more enjoyable because it's going to be the same story Yeah, basically the only difference is like the legendary Pokemon at the end is a little bit different is you know a different pokemon but you know more or less same yeah. encounter so yeah why not just like breeze through it with a few bred pokemon to just make yeah. it a little bit quicker almost i actually got to play a switch for the first time like last week yeah i've had never touched one uh <clears throat> friend, uh, mutual friend really, Matt Ingram, yeah, uh, is home and uh, we're hanging out and he said, uh, you want to play some Switch? And I said, I would love to try the Switch out. So we uh, played a couple indie titles, like I'm trying to remember the names of them, I don't know. Uh, I know Enter the Gungeon was one. Nice. Um, it's a really slick system. Yeah. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, like, the, the system itself is something I definitely want to get my hands on and get my own at some point yep but the game selection is not really my thing yet yeah like not a zelda guy although uh, that zelda game is different from yeah other I know, zelda I've, games i've heard i probably need to go watch some gameplay of it and uh just see if maybe it is maybe like potentially more up my alley not a big mario guy yeah. Uh, like, I do enjoy Pokemon, but I need... What I need, really, is, like, 
Mario Kart 9. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart 9 would probably sell it to me. A um, um, couple others, you know. Like, I will get Mario Odyssey. I will get Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But the reason I don't have a Switch is because I was holding out for a game that was like, you need this. Yeah. Wow. And for me, that's going to be Pokemon in November and Smash in December. Hmm. That's a good one-two punch for you. Yeah. Yeah. Two games, short succession. The cost of Mario and Zelda will have gone down a little bit by then. Yeah. So that's my plan. Yeah. I have those two games pre-ordered. I'll buy the Switch myself. And then I can probably just ask my parents to get me Mario and Zelda yeah. for Christmas. And perfect. I I may pre-order a game for the first time in like three years. So I'm I'm not a pre-order guy. I I don't play that many games when they're like brand new on the shelf sort of thing. I I'm sort of constantly playing games that are like six to seven months old because yeah. I can get them slightly cheaper. Yeah. Um, but Spider-Man for PS4. Plus, they usually have any kinks worked out by then. Yeah, exactly. The bugs, right? Um, but no, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get Spider-Man. PS4 oh, like I have pre-ordered. Of, yeah, I I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but I'm I'm buying all my games digitally lately anyway, so I think I'm just gonna you know pre do the last minute pre-order digital like weekend. Mm-hmm. I I like to pre-order just to guarantee that there's gonna be a copy there mm-hmm. for me the day the game comes out. Yeah, and I also like it when pre-order bonuses come with it, like. Um, with one of the Batman Arkham games, I got a Batman statue with oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the Stick of Truth South Park. I got a Cartman statue, as oh, well yeah, as like a map of South Park. Um, like I don't know offhand what type of pre-order bonuses are coming with these games, with uh, with Spider-Man and yeah. such. But I think sometimes it's just alternate costumes. Yeah, well, there's a lot of DLC and stuff for Spider-Man. Me. But I feel like there's like a, there's a keychain or a pin or something like that, like one of yeah. those little things. Um, but are you going with the regular edition of Pokemon, or are you going to do the Pokeball? You I... see, looking at that little Pokeball controller, it looks really small and. I don't know if it's going to be worth it. I might end up doing it. Yeah. Just because. It looks fun, but it looks like the kind of novelty that will get old. Yeah, it doesn't look practical at all. Like, the size of it and the joystick on it and, like, just the way you have to flick it. It just doesn't seem like it's going to be too practical to, like, use as a controller. So, uh, when are you looking at getting the Switch itself? I'm probably going to buy the Switch the same time I get Pokemon. Like, the day I get Pokemon is probably going to be the day I get a Switch. Maybe I might get Switch, like, the week before, just so I can have it set up and, like, figure it all out. Yeah, knowing your luck, you'd get it day of, and, like, you'd have a fuck ton of updates and shit like that, right? So I might buy it, like, a week before. What I might do is I might buy the Switch with the paycheck right before Mm, Pokemon comes out. yeah. And then um, install it, update it, you know, make sure everything's running smooth and that I know how to operate the system. Yep. And then, like, 
That way when Pokemon comes out, I bring the game home, pop it straight in, and play the shit out of it. Sounds good. Yeah. And also, like, we've been watching, like, gameplay footage of how it's two-player. Yeah. So, I mean, this is something Emily and I can play together. Yeah, that's true. And, like, she hasn't played any of the Pokemon games besides X. She played X. There were a few puzzles she got me to complete for her, but she did beat the game. Um, she's not nearly as experienced or versed in Pokemon as I am, but, like, there's a few PokeTubers she follows and stuff like that. Um, so she's... I like that term, PokeTuber. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the whole Pokemon universe really growing on her. She plays Pokemon Go with me when I go out. She's, like, two levels lower than I am. So, yeah, like, this is something we can play together. She'll recognize all of the Gen 1 Pokemon. Yeah. And, like, I get the nostalgia of being like, oh, there's Brock, there's Misty, there's Lieutenant Surge. Nice. Lieutenant Surge, yeah. Fuck, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> we just ride you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we kind of just got onto, like, a, a video game tangent. But I, I kind of, yeah. I, I like this. I like this uh, just sort of loose catching yeah. up sort of feel. We're just catching up with everybody. Yeah. You know? Catching um, them all. Yeah. So, uh, I think you know what time it is. It's been, it's been a Piece while. Piece of time? Uh, it is... 1209, that's what time it is. Ooh. Not to date ourselves, but... Uh, <laughs> and you, you know what 1209 means. Mailbag time. Woo! Because every mailbag we've ever done has been 1209. Yep. Yep. Alternative, don't, alternative don't, facts. Don't fact check that one. Uh, so I don't know how people would. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't prove us wrong. Yeah. There you go. They're going to snope that one. Nope. Uh, so... I didn't ask anybody for mailbag questions because I just came up with a mailbag of my own shit. <laughs> Jesus. I got married and I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be selfish um, <laughs> because I had enough conversations here that I was like, we need to talk about these three things. So okay. I'm gonna turn that into the mailbag and we'll return to our regularly scheduled actual fan mail. Um, or it's more like friend mail, really. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that uh, the next episode. So, okay, what kicked off this this idea for the mailbag? Let me let me set the scene. I'm on my honeymoon. Uh, I wake up in a, a cabin in the woods, which doesn't sound as scary as it is. It's like the sun sunlight's pouring in. It's like this really like nice peaceful environment. It's like laying back in a king size bed, and um, I just I decided to just check my phone and just see I, I all I do is light up the screen and the first thing I see the very fucking first thing that my eyes lay on the morning after the first night of my honeymoon is <laughs> if you could replace the cast of any movie with the Muppets except keep one actor what movie <laughs> and I thought that's something we got to talk about I'll, I'll, uh, I'll credit the person who came up with this it's someone named Corey Taylor not the guy from Slipknot <laughs> Uh, at Corey J. Taylor on Twitter. So yeah, um, the idea is you take any movie, you have to replace the entire cast except for one actor with the Muppets. <sighs> what actor do you keep? What movie? <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking thing, but it sounds so fun. Like, um, Superbad. 
Super bad. Who do you keep? McLovin. <laughs> yes. Keep, uh, what is it, Christopher Mintz Place? Or, yep. Yeah. Okay, okay. I can see that. You're going with what? Like, uh, Fozzie is Seth. Fozzie is Seth, yeah. And, and I, Kermit is Evan. Oh, that works, yeah. Who, who do you get as the cops? Um, uh, as Seth Rogen and Bill Hader's characters. Um, I'm just trying to think who would work in that. Because, I mean, they got to get absolutely wasted of their minds. I mean, that, that part has to stay, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like... Um, Ralph and Scooter. <laughs> I was thinking Gonzo and Grover. Oh, you won't go Sesame Street on this too, yeah. Just yeah. because of the the part where um, they go into the bar to arrest the drunk guy, <laughs> and as soon as he sees the cops, he goes, "Ah, blue guys." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking clever. This movie should this movie should happen. Super bad with Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, um what would be a good one? What would be a good one? I didn't actually prepare an answer for it because I thought it'd be more fun to just uh like wanna fly. But like what about uh what about something ridiculous like I mean what what's the guy's name who plays Jason Voorhees? Uh Kane Hodder? Kane Hodder. So yeah, the entire Friday the 13th series with Muppets except for Kane Hodder. <laughs> now, he hasn't played them. He hasn't played Jason in all the movies. He's just played okay. Jason in, in more movies than anyone okay. else has. Well, I don't know. One of those, then. Um, Muppets go to hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, like, uh, I, was, I thought a fun one would be uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, my God. Who would you keep, though? I feel like you'd you'd have to keep um, what's his name Graham Graham Chapman yeah Graham Chapman I feel like you'd have to keep King Arthur yeah you wouldn't keep him in all the roles maybe just maybe just that one just King Arthur and then a bunch of Muppets um <laughs> the knights who say knee as Muppets oh oh would be a good role yeah. for um Electric Mayhem. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Teeth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Um, the uh, French oh, guys yeah. who launched the cow. Yeah. Oh, that's... Um, Stadler and Waldorf, in my oh, opinion. Oh, I was thinking of... Because uh, they're up in the balcony and hurling insults. I was thinking of what's-his-name with the like Shakespearean outfit on. The guy who actually has like sort of a French mustache. Um, what's that? The guy who's always like throwing fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, I was thinking, like, they're up in an elevated place insulting them. Yeah, like, yeah. Be perfect for Stadler and Waldorf. And they could, like, trade off the lines of one guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Stadler says, Your mother was a hamster. And, yeah, and, your, and your father smelled of elderberries. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's perfect, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. Don't, don't eat the pop filter. <laughs> um... So the second thing I wanted to talk about is um, there's a, a trend online right now uh, a lot of people are talking about. Have you heard about BDE? Some of you know. Big dick eating? <laughs> you got two of the three words, right? Big and eating? Nope. <laughs> dick eating. Big dick energy. 
Have you heard about this shit? I just, I want to talk about big dick energy for a second. Because I feel like the people at home need to hear about big dick well, energy. Well, clearly I'm missing out on it. <laughs> um, just to put it very, like, very, very subtly, um... Not subtle, Jesus Christ! I'm not getting more no, right. There's nothing subtle no, about big dick no. energy. Uh, well, there is really, because John Ham, Idris Elba, these, these, this is what people are talking about with big dick energy. It's this like sort of calm, cool, collected, like confident sort of thing where, where you look at it. They look at a guy and they say, "Wow, that guy probably has a huge dick." That is taking over Twitter and Instagram and and whatnot these days. That is a thing that people are talking about. Jeff Goldblum, they believe, has big dick energy. <laughs> they can't just be like, oh, he's stoic. Yeah. Or anything like that. No. <laughs> no. They immediately have to go phallic. Have you, have, you, have you been online? People. I've been trying to disconnect a little bit just because, you know, I've got so much on my plate. I disconnect with, like, 90%, but the 10% I'm connected with is the ridiculous fucking, like, the deepest parts of the internet. <laughs> So dick energy. So yeah, um, <laughs> I don't really have a question about it. I just thought you should know about it, and I thought everyone listening should know about big dick energy if you don't already. Um, <laughs> I think Tony Stark maybe has big dick energy. You know what? I wouldn't say Tony Stark has big dick energy because Tony Stark likes to toot his own horn a lot. He's mm. very loud and oh, boisterous. You're right. you're right. You're right. He's definitely compensating. Yeah. Thor, though. Thor, Steve Rogers. Yeah, I'd yeah, say yeah. probably has big dick energy. Thanos, T'Challa. Than- yeah, T'Challa. Yeah, big dick energy. Mm. Thanos. Oh, fucking micro penis. Oh, absolutely. He is compensating for some shit. Come on, you see the size of that gauntlet? Come yeah. On. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do you think he got rid of the people that he did? Let me see. Yeah. He's like, he's just like, it wasn't anything random. He was just like, anyone bigger dick than me? Gone. <laughs> and all the women who love them. Yep. 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 Well, we, uh, I guess we, I guess we've spoiled Avengers 4. Yep. Uh, now we know where that's going. Yep. Uh, the last thing, and it was a conversation we definitely got to have. Uh, recently, you made a Facebook post. Oh, um, God. It was... I mean, it, it was more political, social. We're not going to get into that. But you ended it by talking about Cool Ranch Doritos. And I want to come to the defense of Cool Ranch Doritos. So i got to ask you, man, what is, what's your favorite Dorito flavor? Let's, let's hash it out over Doritos. Um, bold Barbecue and Sweet Chili Heat. Okay, okay. I can... See barbecue. Uh, that's my that's my number two. Right below, Cool Ranch for me. I go Cool Ranch. I go Bold Barbecue. I probably put Nacho third. You know what? I'd put Nacho below Cool Ranch. There's a lot of flavors I'd put below Cool Ranch. It's just when I say shit like that <laughs> on the internet, I say it because it just sounds funny to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I can't even remember what the main part of that post was. It had nothing to do with Doritos, but then all the comments were just Doritos, Doritos, Doritos. Yeah, I know. Like, none of the comments were, pol- like, responding to the political comment no, I made. No, Everyone was just everyone like... missed the point. Everyone was just <laughs> defending Doritos. <laughs> um, 
Uh, last, I would put Zesty. I think Zesty is just Nacho with too much powder. Uh, yeah. And anyone who says otherwise has some fucked up taste buds. <laughs> yeah. Sweet Chili Heat, not my favorite, but Any, I, I Anything pickle-flavored? Oh, fuck that. <sighs> Can't do it. Can't do the dill. Can't do it at all. Okay, okay. We've come to we've come to an understanding on Doritos. Um, just wanted to, we didn't want any bad blood between us. You no. know, things were a little tense there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's all I prepare for a mailbag. Um, sorry, everybody, <laughs> and your ears. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna take a quick break, quick little breather here. This is something new we're gonna start doing in episodes. Um, for the reasons of a, maybe we want to go grab a drink or grab a refill, grab a grab a bite to eat. I don't know. Go to the bathroom, get shit out of the way. Go go get some groceries. You know, run yeah. some errands, those types of things. Um, but also, if down the road we end up getting sponsored, getting ads, it's an extra place we can kind of insert one right in the middle. So, uh, you may hear from a sponsor that we don't know about yet, if this is in the future. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, if you don't want to listen to the sponsor, just uh, go take a breather yourself. Go take go for a little spin around the block in your flying car, uh, and we'll see you in a bit. And we're back! Uh, you may have just heard an ad. You, you may not have heard shit. <laughs> We're back. Uh, we got our groceries. We got our, did our errands. Yeah. We got some snacks. Yeah. I have a handful of M and M's. You might hear me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be as quiet as possible with them. I am a Dr Pepper and a protein bar. Yeah. Man, technical issues. We got snacks. This is a, a classic Jedi drop it episode. Yep. So, uh, we should recap some of the movies and TV shows that we have seen or not seen over the summer. Yes. Um, first off, I guess the one that nobody got to see, unfortunately, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, we didn't get Ant-Man and the Wasp here, and we had, like, Mamma Mia, we had Hotel Transylvania 3 for, like, four weeks straight. Um, yeah, we've... What else do we have right now? I don't even know. I think going. it's another movie that's like Mission Impossible. Maybe is that out now? I think it's another movie that's aimed towards children, though. I don't think we have Mission Impossible right now either. What's well, the new one? Did anything come out after Hotel Transylvania? I can't remember the newest animated movie. Incredibles Two is probably gone. Incredibles Two is gone. Uh, we currently have. Let me see. Hotel Transylvania 3 and Christopher Robin. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. So we have two G-rated movies mm. here, and that is all that is playing at our theater currently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't get to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. If we don't get it here, like, over the summer, I'm going to St. John's for the first week, like, the first weekend in September. Hmm. And so I'm going to definitely go see it then. Yeah. See, I was actually gonna 
go see the movie, which is rare for me. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, uh, even though I was in Cornerbrook like a couple weeks in a row, nope. Uh, yeah, like I was checking every Wednesday, it updates here what movies are going to be playing that weekend. And I've been checking every Wednesday night, and sure enough, no Ant Man and the Wasp. And that sucks. Like, A, the first Ant Man movie was fantastic. Loved it. B, it's a comic book movie, so I'm going to go see it. C, I'm a huge Paul Rudd guy. Mm hmm. So, like, and the trailers for this movie looked good, and yeah, I was just, like, super excited to go see it, and then we just haven't gotten it. And the reviews are on it, and. They're saying that Ant-Man and the Wasp is one of the funniest movies in the MCU. Like, up among Thor Ragnarok and the Guardians movies. Fuck. It's supposed to be great. But there is a big movie that we did get to see. Both of us actually got to see a movie. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so I guess we could talk about that, even though it's like, you know, well over a month old. People have seen it. Yeah. Um... Um, the only review I posted online of it was, um, I didn't even say it was about that movie. I just said, um, Resident Evil, but if it was dinosaurs instead of zombies. And most people were just commenting, being like, mean Dino Crisis? Yeah. Which is a game I never played. Mm. But I said that because the second half of the movie all takes place in this giant mansion Outside of a small mountain town, up in the hills, a little bit secluded, like overlooking the town, with a bioengineering lab in the basement. Yep. If that's not the first fucking Resident Evil... Yeah, it's pretty spot on. It's just, instead of making zombies, they made dinosaurs. <sighs> and, yeah, that's how that movie was for me. Mm-hmm. Um... It was a lot darker than the first Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. Uh, the new dinosaur, I can't remember what they called it. Oh, yeah. The, like, super raptor. It was like a... The raptor rex thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember what that thing was called, but that thing was scary as fuck. And, like, mm -hmm. some of the scenes they did with it. And the big twist about how she was a clone. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then, like, at the end of the movie, like, the dinosaurs got free. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, that's a good idea. Just let the dinosaurs go. Yeah, because as soon as I walked <sighs> into the theater, I texted you and was like, so I guess the third one's going to be a war for the planet of the dinosaurs, or? Yeah. Yeah. You um... maniacs! <laughs> Goddamn yous! <laughs> um... That was the first uh, Jurassic Park movie that Charlotte had seen when we went to the theater, and since then uh, we've been going back and watching them, and I've really enjoyed her take on it, which was, these movies would be much better if anyone ever listened to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And every movie that Ian Malcolm is in, he's kind of like, this is a bad idea, and everyone's like, no, it'll be fine. And then they do it, and then people die. Yep. 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 Uh, really enjoyed Rafe's Ball as the, like, villain, I guess. Uh, know him from Sean's Ed, obviously. Mm. Is the, uh, 17-year-old snotty co-worker. 
and uh, he's come up quite a ways. This be, now he's the main villain in like a Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. Um, I thought. Uh, let me see who else was in this. Um, Justice Smith. He plays the like little nerdy character. I enjoyed him in that he's from the Get Down. Uh, I just I I, don't know, I thought I it was I thought it was the best Jurassic Park movie I've seen in a while. Yeah. Like personally, uh, I don't know how exactly I'd rank them, but I would probably put that one as like the best since The Lost World. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I'm just glad that Bryce Dallas Howard didn't decide she could outrun a T-Rex in heels in this one. Yeah, yeah. Because the whole, like, like apparently she insisted on wearing those heels for the first movie. Oh, okay. Like, that was her choice. Like, the actress mm. insisted her character wear the heels. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so she's trekking through the jungle all day in heels and then she outruns a T-Rex in heels which in the first Jurassic Park movie like outruns a jeep so if this has taught us anything it's that Bryce Dallas Howard in heels is a jeep yep 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 that's that's pretty good math yep Uh, I like the nods to older movies like the um, when oh, I can't remember the uh, what's what's Chris Pratt's character's name Owen Owen yeah yeah when he comes upon the old Jurassic Park Jeep and it focuses on the mirror with the objects in mirror larger than they appear that whole thing um, it was a nice nod back to Lost World I think with uh, a waterfall scene and a couple other ones like that like. Uh, there was just a lot of like little nods that I saw in yeah. there, um, and yeah, it was way more horror than yeah they have been in a while. I mean, Jurassic Park three had some pretty good horror in it, but like this is like the fog scene with the pterodactyls on the bridge. Yeah, that one always creeps me out. Yep, and there's a lot of like good stuff with the boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah um, I thought that uh, this was kind of the lost world if they changed the ratios a little of how much time was spent on the island and how much time was spent like uh, back <laughs> wherever they were yeah. in, in, in civilization in the Arclay Mountains outside Raccoon City <laughs> yeah I think that's pretty much where the movie takes place yeah no, it was good. And I'm glad I got to go see it. That scene where they're leaving the island with the fucking brontosaurus. Oh, oh my god. I never thought my heart could be so broken by a dinosaur. I buy a fucking CGI dinosaur. Yeah. Like. Eat your heart out, little foot. Yeah, really, though. <laughs> little foot got fucking nothing on this. No. Um, and I guess that's all I really got to say about that one. So I guess the only other thing to review is Luke Cage Season 2. Oh my god, how good was Bushmaster? So fucking good. Oh my god, like, 
it actually pained me uh, to not quote him. Yeah. <laughs> in like my racist ass attempt at doing a Jamaican accent, like it, it just it's so catchy. Yeah. It like the accent is like an earworm. Yeah. Um. So and I watched the entire thing with subtitles on. Oh, yeah. and the subtitles weren't a hundred percent accurate. No, I noticed that too. But like just picking up on it allowed me to pick up on more of what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. And like I got so used to it that I was able to pick up on what subtitles were getting wrong. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And but like every time someone would say Mariah Dillard and he would like correct them and say Mariah Stokes. Yeah. Like yeah. That was the thing that I kept like having to stop myself from saying in mm. a Jamaican accent. Yeah. Was just cuz like he just commanded that role. Oh yeah. Like, he did. Um that's the thing. Um I took forever to watch this. I yeah. I this was out a month before I touched it, which is crazy for a Marvel Netflix series, but between Jessica Jones season 2 Defenders, Iron Fist, like, it's hard to get excited about these the way I used to. Yeah. And then when I started watching it, I was like, oh, wait, oh, wait a second. This is fantastic. This is like, yep. uh, honestly, like, no exaggerations here, no, no just saying this because it's fresh in my mind. This is easily my favorite season of a Marvel Netflix series. It's not my favorite, but it's up there. Like, it... It does Luke Cage season one for me. Yeah, I, I, I'll say that it outdid the first season. Um, will I say that it outdid um, the Punisher or Daredevil season two? Maybe not. Yeah, that's fair. But it definitely cracks my top three. Yeah, this one for me was just, uh, it was just a fucking blast. It just did so much right. Like, I thought. It was going to be hard to live up to the first season without having Cottonmouth. Mm-hmm. But Bushmaster, so much more. Yep. And Mariah was a fucking, like, full-on villain in this season. Yeah. Um, Shades got a lot of screen time. Shades got yep. a lot of good stuff there. Um, what did you think of Comanche? Comanche was cool, I guess. So. I thought he was a good addition. Like, Yeah. Um, he added. He definitely did. Yep. Um, and I like the stuff they did with Luke and his father. Yep. That was uh, pretty heartwarming. Uh, a little sad at times. Um, one uh, one thing I think they this show this one did better than anything else is it finally made Iron Fist a badass. Yeah. That one episode with Iron Fist. Is yeah. the best Iron Fist we've seen in any of this so far. I agree. And I'm so excited for Iron Fist season two now. Yep. Because they figured it out. They figured out how to make Danny Rand work. Yep. Um, Power Man and Iron Fist, they even name dropped that. Yep. That fight scene was spectacular. Yep. And th- that's another thing. The fight scenes in this season were some of the best. The one on the bridge? The bridge fight was so fucking good. Yep. Like, that's the one I immediately just I paused it <laughs> mid fight and I had to text you. 
that this was the like the best fight scene that I've seen in one of these shows yet. In my personal opinion, I mean, like, it's hard to top Daredevil season one, episode two, the hallway. Yeah, that's 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 a tough one to to, to crack, but um, it's up there. Yeah. So much. Um, so much. I do like in the Defenders that first fight scene in like the boardroom when the four of them are together for the first time. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I do like that fight scene. Yep. It's one of the few redeeming moments of the Defenders. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I I I, <laughs> I can, I, all I have to say are just like the most positive things because I enjoyed it so much. I was so it was so redeeming. Yeah. For some of the stuff that has you know come out. like Punisher was a high point amidst a, a bunch of lows, and I kind of ha- was thinking like, oh god, maybe what if Punisher is the last good thing they make? Yeah. Because as much as I was the one defending Jessica Jones season two when we reviewed it, I never finished it. I never went back. After we reviewed it, I I had no incentive to finish it. Yeah. And I might have to now because for, like, for I finished it, but it wasn't great. No. Um, shit, I just did so much. Oh, and and the way the season ends with Luke kind of going gangster a little bit yep. running uh, what is it Harlem's, Harlem's Paradise Harlem's Paradise in a full suit I enjoyed that I, I'm excited to see where they go with that yep I like that um, they also gave Misty Knight her prosthetic yes, arm yes yes there's so much fan service in this this yep. one season yep uh, Misty's prosthetic arm oh, there was another one that was another really really cool thing they did and I cannot remember for the life of me what it was um, oh with Iron Fist they uh, utilized the the green and yellow hoodie to kind of give Danny closer to the green and yellow like yep. they, um, which I mean in the uh, trailer for season 2 of Iron Fist they actually show the Iron Fist garment yeah I know which looks fucking awesome and Daredevil season three is confirmed for this year, which I kind of knew just based on like, um, well, I'll admit I follow the uh, the times that they film these and to make a guess as, as to when to expect the series. Yeah. Um. So Daredevil season three, Iron Fist season two, both coming this fall. That. And after after what we saw with Luke Cage, like, oh, I can't wait. I just can't wait to see more of this now. I'm finally I'm back on the hype train with the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna rank them just because there's been a few since. I feel like we we'll probably have to come back to that. But yeah, I'm uh, Luke Cage season two number one for me now. Bushmaster is Bushmaster was great. One of the best villains we've had so far. Yeah, I won't say absolute best because Kingpin really, really does it for me. Oh my god! It's really hard to top Vincent D'Onofrio. In in my opinion, one of the greatest comic book like uh, film roles or TV roles of all time. I think yeah. him as Kingpin. Was Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk was amazing. Pitch perfect. Yeah, 
in every way. Um, that's one thing that like I feel like these TV shows have done even better than the MCU. Maybe the villains have just been like really top notch. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Jones season one, you got uh, the Purple Man. Yep. Uh, Cottonmouth, you got Mariah, you got Bushmaster, Kingpin. Punisher, I guess, was sort of a villain at the time in the first one. Yeah. Um, introduced. Sort of an anti-hero, I guess. Um, like... Well, we're getting uh, Jigsaw. Yes, Jigsaw. That's the other one I'm thinking. And, like, he was the one of the villains in the first season, and he was excellent. Yeah. But to see what he's going to do as a full-on Jigsaw, it's going to be fucking cool. Yep. But, um, what I would like to see, like, see, Iron Fist didn't really give us any big villains. Like, no. we had the hand. Yeah. And we did have, like, Bride of Nine Spiders show up for an episode, but... She wasn't what she should have been. No, that is like Brad Nine like, Spider is a bigger villain than one episode. Well, she's the like the immortal Iron Fist is the living weapon of one of the capital cities of heaven. Yeah, and the Brad Nine Spiders is supposed to be the living weapon of a different city. Yeah, um, just like Dog Brother and like. There's a bunch of them. And um, towards the end of the season, we started seeing the Steel Serpent come yes, about. Yes, exactly. And that's who I'm hoping for. Like, he is, like, the main Iron Fist villain as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, he may not be, like, the most powerful all the time, but he is like the Joker to Iron Fist's Batman. Yeah. Like he is the yin to his yang. Which, I mean, we started seeing that rift between Danny and Davos towards the end of the season. Yeah. But I think they're really going to start flushing that out in the second season. Yeah. Like the whole trailer thing where it shows like two people in like traditional Kunlun garments like fighting I think that that's gonna be where they start showing them I don't know about the casting for Steel Serpent because like in the comics he's a he's a bit bigger than Danny yeah like Danny's small like shorter a little bit more slender a little bit more agile whereas Davos is bigger yeah. And yeah. a little bit. He's taller, more muscular. Yeah. But, I mean, only Tom will tell how well they do it. Yeah. So the question is, we got uh, Jessica Jones Season 2, Luke Cage Season 2, Iron Fist Season 2, Daredevil Season 3, all in one calendar year. What the hell are they going to do next year? The Punisher Season 2 is, is the obvious one. Yeah. But are they going to go back to back years on stuff? Or are we going to see like a Heroes for Hire season? I'd like to see Heroes for Hire. I don't know if I'd like to see another season of Defenders. No, I don't. Really. Heroes for Hire would be a good one. I think, yeah, I think that's what they got to do. I think they got to 
bring their focus in a little because defenders was there was, was too many heroes and they weren't getting enough time devoted to each. Yeah, heroes for hire would be a two well, man. Sort it's of. it's not even that. Like defenders, like it's not just um, Danny, Luke, um, Matt, and Jessica. Yeah. But you also had Misty and Colleen in there too. Yep. Like, it's just too many chefs in the kitchen. Exactly. A, a hero, heroes for hire, with Danny, Luke, Misty, Colleen. Yes. That's that's a series I'd watch. Yeah. Even a spinoff of uh, what was the, the group called that was Colleen and Misty and like they, they they actually went by something. I'm pretty sure they got like a. Uh, their own comic series to the google yep google that shit up um but yeah i don't, like i don't know if they plan on doing more heroes in their own solo shows or anything like that or if they're just going to start doing new seasons each year of uh like are we going to get more seasons of all of these shows next year or i don't i don't know what they're planning think- to do you think they'll do another character, like yeah, give another character a show? That's what I'm wondering, and I like because I haven't heard any rumblings of anything, and I feel like if, if it's something that's coming out next year, we should know by now. I mean, this stuff usually leaks pretty early. What do you got there? Daughters of the Dragon. That is, I think, what I'm looking for. Are the duo of Colleen Wing and Misty Knight? Yeah, there you go. Do 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 a series of that. Team first appeared in Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number thirty two in January nineteen seventy seven. Yeah. Introduced in the early nineteen seventies in early Iron Fist stories. Daughters of the Dragon. I think I think I it would work. I'd watch it. Yeah. Colleen Colleen steals the scene whenever she's on screen at all. I like the casting for Colleen. Yeah. Um, I don't have much else to say about Luke Cage. Um, I think I'm I'm good. I I highly recommend everyone go watch this. Uh, you might be hesitant based on previous shows that they've done within the last couple of years, but don't be because this is more of what you want. Um, apparently Misty was also the part of a group called Valkyria. Okay. Which, um... Is, is that related to Valkyrie in any way? Yep, it okay, is. Okay, okay. Um, apparently Valkyrie's name is also Brunhilde. Oh, okay. Sure. And so notable members of this group are Brunhilde, yep. a.k.a. Valkyrie. Yep. Hildegard, whoever that is. Okay, sure. Danielle Moonstar. All right. And Misty Knight. That seems left field, but I mean... Yeah. Who knows? They're based on the Valkyries of North Mythology. First appeared in Thor 133 in October of 1966. Um, Group of female warriors led by Valkyrie that was originally designated by Odin to bring the souls of slain heroes to Valhalla. In 2013, the team became the subject of a short-lived series, The Fearless Defenders. Huh. Yeah. Who knows? Good old Wikipedia. 
Well, I mean, with Marvel currently working on an Eternals movie, I mean, yeah. who knows at this point? They, they're, they'll make just about anything. One thing about Luke Cage Season 2. Yep. Do you know where it fits in the timeline of the MCU in regards oh, to Infinity yeah. War? Excuse me. Because it aired after Infinity War hit theaters. Yeah. And it's safe to say everyone knows by now what happens at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. So I'd like to think that if half the population of Harlem turned to dust and vanished, we would have heard about it in Luke Cage Season Mm -hmm. 2. Like, this seems like the kind of thing, like, they reference the event, like, from the first Avengers movie several times in the Netflix Marvel series. So, it's safe to say that this takes place somewhere before the events of Infinity War. Because we would have heard about it. It would have been mentioned at least once. You know, this cataclysmic event. I mean, the big fucking donut ring thing comes out over New York that Iron Man and Peter Parker and all those guys go towards. So there would have been some mention of that. There would have been some mention of, you know, half the world's population disappearing. Yeah. Just turning to dust. So obviously it happens before Infinity War somewhere. They're going to have the answer some questions here because they themselves Marvel has have created questions yeah and I don't know like I'm not someone who gets too caught up in in specifics and continuity but when you are creating the continuity to be so specific and then you don't kind of answer things you yeah. kind of gotta you know follow suit here yeah um, who knows maybe maybe there's some something that will answer that in the I next mean, Avengers movie. Maybe there's an Easter egg in there somewhere that you know I'm missing out on. Yeah. See, maybe, maybe there's some time travel stuff in the next Avengers movie that kind of cancels out Infinity War maybe. in some way, and and in which Luke Cage happens afterwards, and everything is fine. Maybe. Who knows? Um, it's hard to say. Uh, the thing I always that gets me with some of these movies being in like this big universe yeah is like if certain things are such a threat like where are some of the other people yeah like when things are in such a big shared universe like things going on with the hand and stuff like that and like causing earthquakes in New York like you know like where where was Spider Man? Yeah. Where where was Captain mm-hmm. America? Like when all this was going on, like obviously like Luke Cage getting semi high profile. If this took place before the events of Infinity War, how come Tony like Spider Man was on Tony's radar? Yeah. Why wasn't Luke? Why wasn't Luke? I mean, the hero of Harlem app. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna, it's gonna be interesting. Billionaire Danny Rand. There, there have been rumblings, uh, rumors going around that Marvel have been considering for some time now of crossing over the two, 
Which I hope they do. They apparently, reportedly, looked into featuring the Defenders in Infinity War. Um, I guess uh, budget constraints, constraints or whatever, I'm not sure. And you now the newest rumor, I think I've mentioned to you, was that they the, the word is Daredevil may be in Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. Whether it happens, who knows, but they're at least looking into it, and I hope when they do, if they get around to this, maybe they can answer some of these questions and kind of clue up why the fuck you wouldn't get a man with unbreakable skin to maybe go help fight the aliens. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, like, he's so high profile. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, there's no way, like, a superhero who, like, is as notorious as Luke is. Yeah. With a fucking app dedicated to him. Well, I mean, the finale has fucking, uh, who was it? Uh, was the rapper Rakim? Uh, or Raekwon? I forget who it was now. Uh, rapping that song that they wrote about Luke Cage, which, yeah. I mean, in-universe is actually a song that a high-profile rapper wrote about the hero. Like, yeah. He's, he's, he's notable. So, he's definitely on someone's radar. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. knows about him, at least. Absolutely, yeah. Um, if they knew about, like, all the stuff they know about, then fucking Danny Rand, billionaire, running around doing the things he does. Without a mask. Without yeah. a mask. <laughs> yeah, come on. They know about that. Yeah. Jessica Jones, like, people know about her. Yeah. And her abilities. Um, they were probably able to figure out who Matt Murdock was. Mm. So... I mean, I can kind of see not asking Jessica to help out because of her temperament and stuff yeah. like that and her reluctance. I can even understand Matt because he's not really, like, in terms of superpowers, if you're talk talking about fighting Thanos, I can understand why, like, eh, maybe we don't need that guy's help. Yeah. But there's no excuse when you got the A super strong guy with bulletproof skin. And the protector of Kunlun. Yeah. Come on. Like, eh, there's no real reason why you wouldn't at least consider... Asking those guys like for shoot hand. them a text, <laughs> yeah. drop by, make an appearance. Yeah, like yeah, I don't get that. But one thing I'm hoping for with season three of Daredevil is oh, I know where you're going with this. I think um, a certain villain, maybe. No. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a point in uh, the Daredevil comics where Daredevil, like Matt Murdock, was arrested. Yeah. And people were suspecting he was Daredevil. Mm -hmm. So in order to convince people that he wasn't Daredevil, he got Danny Rand to don the Daredevil outfit and go out and mm. fight crime in Hell's Kitchen yeah. wearing the Daredevil costume. Now, Matt is off in some monastery somewhere being healed up. Yeah. So I would really like at some point, like early in the season... To see some situation, like, even if, like, they did in Luke Cage, Danny's just there for, like, an episode. Yeah. Like, they could do it after season two of Iron Fist, so Danny's more coming into his own, becoming the immortal Iron Fist. Because right now, like, we're seeing him, like, baby steps. We're seeing, like, I mean, you compare, like how some of these superheroes started in their movies towards how they finished. Like, look at Batman Beyond. Yeah. When he first started, he was just, like, going fighting crime just in other countries dressed like 
a normal dude. Yeah. Then, like, the first time he approaches Jim Gordon, he's just wearing, like, a ski mask and, like, base jumping gear. Yeah. And then he gradually builds up to become, like, compare how he starts out the first time he approaches Jim Gordon wearing the ski mask to how he is at the end of Batman Begins and then how he is in The Dark Knight. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it showed him becoming Batman. Like, he had some fighting skills, some training. He got better, got better, got better, became the goddamn Batman. Yep. So, I feel like that's what they're doing with Danny Rand. Like, you see people, like, Luke Cage is already bulletproof, already has his superpowers, blah, blah, blah. He's Luke Cage. Yeah. But we're seeing Danny Rand, like, he is still figuring out his place in the world. He's a young kid, like, culture shocked, like, going from Kunlun living in a monastery to coming back to New York after being gone for X number of years, having billions of dollars but not knowing what to do with it. Yeah. Like, complete culture shock. And he still hasn't mastered all of his powers. Like, all of his abilities. Like, he's just getting the hang of this shit. So, we're seeing Danny very early on in his life as the immortal Iron Fist. Yeah. We're seeing it in its infancy. And, like, no, I wasn't a fan of Defenders, but between Iron Fist, Defenders, and then the one episode of Luke Cage, you kind of see the... the progression. Yeah, the progression of not just him and his powers as and his abilities, but his, his personality, his growth as a character. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So I'm hoping, like, after we got the second season of Iron Fist, we see him mature even more. Yeah. And then maybe even for like one episode early on in Daredevil season three, like we see Matt like make his way back to New York and Danny's acting as Daredevil, just kind of like keeping the peace in Hell's Kitchen. Like, because if people think it's kind of like when Dick Grayson donned the Batman cowl, yeah. like, you know, like if the criminals think Batman's gone they're going to come out of the woodwork. But if they see Batman, oh, Batman's still here. Yeah. yeah. You know? Same thing with the devil of Hell's Kitchen. It kind of kind of works like a scarecrow. Like, exactly. Yeah, that sort of thing. So, yeah. like, I mean, Danny could see that, you know, crime's on the rise in Hell's Kitchen because Matt's disappeared. Yeah. So he just kind of puts on the mask for a little bit just to kind of put the fear back in them. And then Matt comes back. He's like, I got this, bro. Let's tag out. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That that would make my, like, start off, like, maybe, like, have that in, like, episode two or three Yeah. of Daredevil season three. Like, the first few episodes are Matt, like, still wherever he's to, like, you know, regaining his bearings, healing up learning some stuff figuring out the way things work and makes his way back when he's ready yeah he's like oh shit like what kind of state is Hell's Kitchen in oh hey Danny like good job you know holding down the fort I got this now 
Like, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd be that. That'd be that. cool as fuck. Um, so that's that's it for Luke Cage, I guess. But yeah. uh, one other thing we have to introduce before the episode ends. Uh, in the end of September, uh, when we attend Atlanticon, uh, we're looking to record a commentary track. We're going to get into the uh, the film commentary track uh, area just because that's something we've been wanting to do since we yeah. started this. So what we're introducing is the Jedi Dropouts commentary track bracket. The track bracket. Uh, the track it. The track it, sure. Whatever you want to call it. So we're going to go um, elimination style with this. We have eight movies picked. Yes. For each, uh, four movies we consider to be pretty good movies, four movies we consider to be fucking hot piles of trash, and uh, you guys get to decide, all in all, which movie we record a commentary track to. Um, so I have them, I have them uh, matched up here. So, and, and we'll be posting this. We'll we'll make a, a separate post, but you know, for for you listeners, you kind of get a, an early peek at this um in the uh i guess we'll call this the uh the good conference <laughs> the uh the conference uh the, the half of the movies that are actually decent first off we have delivery man the movie that's been most referenced on this show <laughs> since the beginning vince vaughn uh heartwarming comedy uh and that's taking on the guy Ritchie lock stock and two smoking barrels uh, yeah. Which is the only movie amongst all these that I have never seen. Really? I've never got around to it. It's like, I love Guy Ritchie and I love what I've seen, but I never, ever got around to that movie. So, um, who knows? Maybe maybe I won't even bother to watch it beforehand, and that can be my actual, like, genuine reaction to the movie. Um, but also in this same uh, half, we have Jurassic Park 3 which is on brand for the episode. Uh, and Jurassic Park 3 is going to take on Superbad, which, <laughs> Superbad, uh, we got to talking about a, lot. a couple of days before the wedding, and the week of the wedding was spent with just us making stupid Superbad uh, super quotes and references at each other, like, all fucking week. Like, at your wedding. Oh, at, yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, those are those four. That's those four right there. Uh, that's the first two matchups, uh, and then we have the four not so great movies. Um, first off, we have Fan Forstick, uh, the Fantastic Four reboot from 2015 with uh, Miles Teller and Michael B. Jordan. Um, it's <laughs> it's not good, um, but it's not. It's possibly not as bad as Batman and Robin, which is what it's facing. Uh, two titans of terrible superhero movies. And, of course, I mean... It, we, we couldn't do this without including a potential Star Wars movie. So, our last two, we have Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, which will be taking on Spider-Man 3. And that's your that's your four matchups, the eight movies that we're giving as options here. 
Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to post this up, uh, and until our next episode, basically you can vote on any of like of the four. You, you can vote on all four, but there's four matchups, and you can pick one from each. Yep. Um, and the four that out of those four matchups get the most votes move on to the next round, which we'll discuss in the next episode. Narrow it down to two, and we'll get our movie picked by the time we record for Atlanticon at the end of September. Hell yeah. That's going to be a fucking blast. Uh, very, very excited for everything we've got going on. We've got yep. some... Uh, we got some stuff in the works. We do, and I'm quite excited for it. Yeah, me too. Um, so on that note, I, I, I believe this uh, wraps up our return, our triumphant return. Return of the Jedi? Return, <laughs> return of the Jedi dropouts. Um, the, uh, your, your, the, your prodigal sons have returned. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's good to be back. I'm, I'm excited to be podcasting again. Baptized in the rivers of marinara. <laughs> so many, so many quotes from the show should be t-shirts. Yeah. Yep. Baptized in the rivers of marinara. Oh, we didn't, we didn't give our, our good pizza scores for Luke Cage season two and Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. We did not. I would actually give the same score to both. Yeah. I I go with an all around six and a crust. I'm going to disagree a little bit there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... I'll give Luke Cage Season 2 a six and a crust. I'll give Jurassic World 2... Uh, five and a crust, maybe an even six slices. Okay. Okay, that's fair. No, I'm going to say five and a crust. I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Luke Cage season two. That's a good point. Um, compared to like, I enjoyed the movie, yeah. but as someone who grew up watching the Jurassic Park films, yeah, like I watched the original Jurassic Park like forty plus times on VHS alone when I was a kid. Yeah. Like my yeah. sister and I, like every summer we would go stay with friends of the family for two weeks yep. in Gross Morn and the three movies we watched well the four movies we watched every summer on repeat were the original Jurassic Park Ernest Goes to Jail <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit oh yeah and Hook yeah so I, those were the four movies okay. that they had on VHS at this yeah. house that me and my yeah. sister gravitated towards repeatedly yeah they also had the original uh, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Batman movie, but mm, yeah. Jennifer didn't want to watch that. I did, so Mom always made us put on movies that we both liked. Uh, but, Damn yeah. sisters getting in the way of the Batman. I know. Bat blocking me. <laughs> but, so I watched the original Jurassic Park a lot. So, I did enjoy this movie, but it didn't satisfy... Yeah my love of the franchise as a whole as much as I'd hoped whereas Luke Cage season 2 was better than the first season better than most other seasons of Marvel Netflix series mm. like like I said yeah. it cracked my top 3 so for that I gotta give Luke Cage a better rating than 
Okay, you, Jurassic World. You convinced me. I'm taking Jurassic World down to. I'll go down to six. Six. Six slices. Retracting the crust. I'm re- I'm re- I'm taking the crust. Uh, I'm gonna feed the, feed the crust to the dog. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, we're we're in agreement. Six six slices and a crust for Luke Cage season two. Yep. Um, and uh, I guess that wraps it up. Sure does. Yep. We're. Uh, I'm getting distracted by the dog. I've been getting distracted by the dog the entire episode. <laughs> it's hard not to. He's so yeah. damn cute in his Superman tie. Yep. Uh, so, as always, you can listen to other episodes of Jedi Dropouts and other Jedi Dropouts Productions uh, podcasts, which, as of right now, uh, we got Final Form, myself and Mitchell Clerk, talking about anime. We're recording yep. a new episode tomorrow on Full Metal Alchemist. It's yep. going to be fun. Uh, Mitchell and I have an episode coming up that he approached me about where we're going to do a one-shot, I believe, talking about The Simpsons. Okay, okay, yeah. Not 100% sure on that, because I still have to get back to him on my availability. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he did message me wanting to do an episode. I believe it's about The Simpsons, because he said that Simpsons is uh, not really your specialty, but him and I both love that show. I really enjoy it, I just don't know it that well. Yeah. Um, Mitchell... I believe started his own podcast. I'm I'm not sure if it's a one-off thing or how often he's going to do it. But the new episode, the first episode is up of uh, Hyper Battle, where he's talking about live-action Japanese movies and series. Uh, the first episode is on Common Rider Double. I have no idea what that is. I listened to the episode. I still don't know what Common Rider is, but. Uh, it's good. It's good. At, at, at Hyper Battle's good. Whatever whatever it is he's talking about, he's doing a good job with it. Yep. Um, and, of course, we're always doing the, the one-shots. Uh, I've got the, the dropout report talking about geek news every two weeks. I've been a little slacking on Twitch lately because, well, it's summer and the dog yeah. and we've been crazy into overtime at work. Yeah, I hear you. So... I haven't exactly had the free time to do it. I did do a quick um, tour of challenge mode on the Mega Man X Legacy Collection one day, so that was that was fun. Uh, I'm hoping to have some YouTube content coming up. Yes. I've been doing my trailer reactions, and Sarah Butler has been sending like every time she comes across a new horror trailer, she sends it to me. I haven't got a chance to do like half of them yet. Yeah. But I'm hoping to bang some of those out soon and I've got plans for some more YouTube content coming up. So, tons happening here yep. at Jedi Dropouts Productions. We got podcasts and YouTube videos coming out of our ears. Yep. And uh we're going to have some Atlanticon stuff. Uh, we got some guests lined up. We're not going to talk about them just yet. Yep. Because you never know when plans fall through. Uh, once we get closer and we set some actual dates, uh, I'm really excited about some of these guests. Yes. Much, much bigger, uh, noteworthy guests than I expected us to land. Yeah. Um, and who knows, there could be more to come yet. Uh, so as always, you can check out those podcasts that I just listed over at www.jedidropouts.poppin.com or 
wherever the hell you listen to your podcast, be it YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, Oz FM, uh, VOCM, we're over on uh, K Rack Racks. K Rack Racks. Play some Thunderstruck. <laughs> Go call into your local uh, K Rock station and uh, request Jedi Dropouts. Yeah. <laughs> they won't have a fucking clue what you're talking about. Nope. And uh, as always, thank you very much for dropping by. And don't forget to drop out to Atlanticon and come visit us at our little booth that we're going to yeah, have yeah, set up there. Come s- come say hi and drop some questions in our physical, tangible mailbag we'll have. Yeah, yeah. And um, come uh, enter for a chance to win all kinds of neat little nifty prizes. Yeah. We're going to give stuff away. Because yeah. we got to bribe people to actually be our friends. <laughs> that's That's what we're all about. Yeah. Okay. Later. Peace.